Brad Berg with Encompass Purpose here. We're really excited for today's show. We're talking about going all in and uh, that something doesn't happen much anymore. So we're going to talk about why people don't go all in and why uh, sometimes people go all in and make huge changes in their life. So we'll be talking about that and more on today's show. Bradberg here, and I just wanted to bring up a couple things we have going on and Encompass Purpose. On December 10th, we'll be having a Christmas celebration that we're really excited about. It's a free event, and we'll have Santa and taking pictures. We'll have music bonfire. We'll have uh, some Christmas lighting and uh, just a fun family time. So come out and join us at 52 Pavilion Circle in Max Creek. And on January 19th, we're having a seminar that's really for if you're in business, but even for your household. You know, different techniques, how to be efficient, time management, different mindsets, and how to be healthy in your body and your mind. We're also going to be talking about conflict resolution. We'll have food here. We'll have uh, beverages. You do have to RSVP to this one, and it's $49. But for that $49, you get a Joe Justice book, Scrum Master. You get Encompass Purpose 2.0. You get Peace Fire. So come on out, as you can see. You get more than you're paying for, and not to mention all the knowledge you'll receive in one day's time. Okay, we're back now. Let's get started. What do we mean by all in? All in, I'm meaning uh, several things. We're in an addictive society, and by that, I don't mean necessarily the alcohol and drugs. Of course, that's part of it. But your phone, your uh, Facebook, your some for, for some people, it might be politics. I see a lot of people that are addicted to just arguing and making sure they get their point across about their beliefs in politics. And it a lot of times gets back to your environment. Try to let your environment control your entire life. And, you know, when you're on Facebook and you're on different things, video games, video games give you a stimuli. And so you're shooting somebody and it gets dopamine going in your system. And what that dopamine does is make you feel good and you feel excited. But you have to keep increasing that video game all the time. You have to keep increasing that political machine and arguing about it on Facebook because that's what you really get a great feeling out of. So... Why do people do that? Because they don't stimuli on their own. You know, life has so much to offer and the gratitude you can get from just life. But we're in this society where you want to sit on your phone and mindlessly go through it. You want to sit on Facebook and mindlessly go through it and just keep that stimuli going. I've talked actually even a lot about subconscious over the years. Today we're going to be talking about more conscious because you have to be conscious in life of deliberately doing what you want to do. And if you are deliberately doing what you want to do, you're going to get the results you want. 
if you want to keep blaming the environment and, and blaming everything around you and blaming that person that abused you and giving them that kind of power to run your life, you know, and it gets back to, you know, that video game. Why would you want to spend hours and give a video game that power over your life? Why would you want to sit on Facebook and argue politics for six hours and give politics that power over your life when local politics you can have some control over but let's face it when it comes to the state and federal level they could really care less about you we have some politicians that won't even interview locally on this radio station or other than others their uh their funding doesn't come from here and it doesn't advance their careers so they could really care less so why focus your attention on that? Why not focus your attention on yourself? God created you, and he gave you the power to make choices on your own. Now, you can sit and blame your childhood. You can blame an abuser. You can blame a cheater. You can blame that business partner that took you for all your money. Or you can move on from that, and you can create what you want to create. And that takes conscious effort every day, especially at first. A lot of our uh, thoughts are kind of remote control. And so by that happening, we just day in, day out, the same routine. And so we have sixty to 70,000 thoughts a day. Now think about this. 90% of them we had the day before. So in order to change that and in change if you're a bitter person or if you, if you can't forgive, if you uh, maybe are having trouble moving on from a certain situation, you have to consciously want to do that. It takes effort. And the two biggest stumbling blocks I have seen is ego and then fear. Ego and fear really keep you in the life you might not want to be living. Ego in the sense that I'm not going to get help from somebody. I'm not going to get a coach. I'm not going to get a therapist. I'm not going to seek others' advice. I know everything. And I see this day in and day out with people. And it's just a, a terrible, terrible thing, really. You feel so bad for them. And fear, fear of change, fear of the uncertain. You know the situation you're in. And so by knowing that, even if it's a bad situation, you know the situation so you don't have fear of that. And fear of change can be a big thing. But again, if you really think about it, what are you fearing? You're fearing the fear. You're not fearing the change. So let's get into what we have to do to change, what some good practices, and what we can do in our entire life you can't control others, but you can control how you react to others. And that's what we're going to talk about. You can't control what's going on in the environment all the time. You can control how you react to your environment and how you react as far as your attitude, your beliefs. You know, a lot of people, including Christians, actually especially Christians, a lot of times they say, well, this is where God put me. This is what he wants. Not necessarily. It says all over in scripture, 
God gave you choice. God created you. He made you, but you have the choice. You have the choice to sit on Facebook. You have the choice to be bitter. You have the choice not to forgive. All over scripture, he does talk about forgiving. But it has to be your choice. And the problem is people read books or take classes and they do things out of obligation. And you can't do it out of obligation. You have to think of it almost like an experiment. And I'm going to try this and hopefully it works. And I'm not doing it out of obligation. I'm doing it to see what the results will be. So many times, people, there's proven things with your heart, proven things with your body, proven things with your mind. You know, there's, um, I just uh, was researching a little bit and seeing if people go to a meditation seminar, if you want to call it that, or a meditation weekend or retreat, what happens is they've taken blood from people when they go in. There's physically a change in your body, in your blood work by the time you come out of there. And it's not because you were at a hotel in a group of people. There was nothing magical about that. It was a meditation. It was a changing of your mind. And by meditation, some people get freaked out, but meditation also means prayer. And I would highly suggest having God in your life, having Jesus in your life, having the Holy Spirit in your life, because it's going to make a huge difference. So before you write or call and yell at me about saying the word meditation, you really have to acknowledge what meditation is. Meditation is taking your environment out of the situation. God again created us. He created everything about us. But the greatest thing he gave us was our mind. Our mind can do wonderful things or terrible things to us. If you live in the past of a past relationship that really hurt you, why are you giving that person so much power? Take that power and take and learn to live a new lifestyle. And you hear me say learn a lot because knowledge is power. People in our days a lot of times say, I'm not really a reader. No, you don't really want to be a reader. And that's fine because we have so much now that you can watch on YouTube. You can watch or listen to uh, in your car. So there's a lot of things we can do that you don't have to read. I would really suggest reading because it can open up different worlds. And knowledge is power. So let's get started with some things you can do and some things you shouldn't do. Like right when you get up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? You usually jump on the phone right away. Check your messages. Instead of doing that, before you even get out of bed, pray. When you get up, sit with a piece of paper and write down the facts of the day and then put them aside and sit and meditate. And by meditate, just take them thoughts out of your mind. Focus on where you want to be, what you want to do, how you want to react in the day, how you want to respond in the day. Take and think about the person you want to be. Not what's around you, not your environment. You can be successful and happy with having very little in your life. 
Or you can be miserable and bitter and live in a mansion. Your environment, we've been tricked into thinking, matters so much. And it really doesn't. What matters is your body, your soul, and your mind. So let's start with one that a lot of people have problems with is reacting or overreacting. Your anger. You control how you react, how you're angry, what it makes you feel like. And if you live in an emotional state, you're going to be a mess. But you have the power to control your reaction. And people say, well, that's the way I grew up. It's just the whole way my family reacted. Good for them. You know, it doesn't mean you have to react that way. And you can control that and change your action. But the problem is, again, ego gets in the way and fear gets in the way. You know, there's so many people that just live their life and live the way they are and never change because their ego has told them it's the way it is. And they're living their best life because they're right. And that's not right. You live your best life when you realize how much you're wrong, how much you can change, how much you can grow every single week. That's when you're going to live your best life. So get up, write down a list of your to-dos, and then put that aside and meditate. And if you tell me you don't have time for that, then you should start getting up earlier. And if you can't do that because you're tired, then you should start going to bed earlier. It's a choice. Everything is a choice, and everybody has time. If you do not have time, again, you're letting your environment control your life. You're letting your environment control your body and your mind. Why do you want to let the environment control you when you can control you? God gave you control. He gave you choices to make. Do you think you're going to live what God has planned for you? If you let everything else, if you let past relationships control you, if you let your environment control you, no, you want to control your mind. You want to control your body and you want to control your heart. Your heart and your mind connect. They are one. And if you tell yourself, I'm going to be a great person and then you act the same, nothing's going to change. Self-affirmation only works when you connect your heart and your mind and do it like I say like an experiment I am going to do this I am going to go all in and I'm going to see what happens and you'll see there's a big change when you do it because you think you need to when it's a requirement nothing's going to change you can say I have gratitude I love life oh he's a jerk nothing's going to change when you say I have gratitude. I love life. My body, my mind is connected. I've taken time to readjust and realign my mindset. That's when you're going to start to see positive change, not just in your life, in the people around you, in your environment, you will see positive change. And you know what? When something goes wrong, when you start to adjust, you'll see It's not that big a deal. We make such a big deal out of such small things. We make such a big deal out of where we live, how we dress, who we're seen with. You know, people go to the bars 
and I'm not criticizing people that go to the bars, but they go to the bars to get that dopamine again, that feeling. How about getting that without a phone, without Facebook, without shooting people on video games for hours? How about getting that just because you have a great life? You woke up this morning. That should be gratitude. You're healthy. And if you're not healthy, you're still going and you have a chance to be healthy. You have food. You have water. You took a warm shower. You know, all them things. How about having gratitude for that? I just ran into a couple that was a great experience for me because they don't have them things. They live in the woods. They're homeless. Wonderful people. They were so thankful when they got water. Not in their place. I mean, got water. They're so thankful for their wood heat to heat their little shack. They're so thankful for just everything around them. Now, think about that. When you're living in your 10,000 square foot house, driving your Mercedes or your BMW or your Rolls, and nothing is going right in your life. What is the difference? Them people that are living in the woods have mastered their life. They control their happiness. They control their gratitude. Person in the mansion driving that fancy car that's bitter, angry, and just holding just this ball of anger and bitterness has no control over their life. They have an ego telling them what to do, what to say, how to react, and they are just lost. And until you want to take on your life, And until you want to control everything, I got some bad news. Everything's going to control you. So how are you going to start? How are you going to start to take control of your life? Are you going to read the books you need to read? Are you going to take the courses you need to take? Are you going to get the coaches and mentors you need to have? One thing I can tell you, and it says it all over scripture, be humble. And trust me, I used to be the biggest, I have the biggest ego out of anybody. But the more you can humble yourself, the more you can learn that you have a lot to learn, the happier you will be. The more you can learn stuff and environment doesn't matter as much as you think. Take and picture yourself if you had no body. All you have is your mind. No car, no house. What makes you happy? What will you control? What would you want to do? It's totally different than being controlled by your environment and being controlled by the outside world. When you really think about what you're going to say to Jesus, when he says, what did you do with your life? Why did you live the way you lived? Why were you so bitter and angry? Look what I gave you. What are you going to say? When your wife or husband are wonderful people, But you react poorly because you let the environment around you control you. You let the alcohol, the drugs, the pills, the video games, the phone, the Facebook, all them unnecessary things control you. You let other things control your mind. You know, and that's what I think is the funniest is egomaniacs most of the time let everything else control them, but they won't admit it. They let money control them. They let others around them control their attitude. They make sure that they feel in control, but they're not. You know, I don't know anybody that 
ever has got a good coach or got a good mentor that has said, boy, he really showed me a lot, but I wish I never met him. I have never met a Christian that was really a Christian that said, boy, I I wish I would have lived as a heathen. The only way that's going to happen is if you say a prayer and go back to your regular life and let the environment control you. I guess what I'm saying here today, the more you want to be in control, the less you are in control. The more you think you control the environment, the less knowledge you really have. When you want to control something, start with yourself. And you're going to find out shortly that you've been fooling yourself. You're going to find out that you've been letting others control your mood. You've been letting others control your gratitude. You've been letting others control your feelings. You've been letting things control your life. That is not the way it's meant to be. You know, I heard a pastor not long ago say, God did not say, come to a certain church, come to a certain preacher, live this way, do this as far as worldly things. He said, come to me. And we have to think about that. He said, come to me, and he created us, yet we don't control our mind a lot of times. We don't connect the dots between the body and the mind. And that is something we need to do. Once you learn that when you want to change, you consciously think about it through your heart, through your mind, and not as a necessity, but a want. You have to want it. You have to decide, I'm going to do this. And when you first start to, like, say, meditate, there's going to be times you're going to go, oh, I'll go have a cup of coffee and I'll get back to this. No. Sit there and control your mind and go through that process and fight it until you can control your mind. And that's when you're going to start to win. That's when you're going to start to have the life you want and the gratitude you want. Until then, you're going to be controlled by everybody else. And that is not a good feeling. I want to thank you for listening today. God bless. Feel free to reach out and call me, 573-286-5625 encompasspurpose at gmail.com and you can check us out at encompasspurpose.com one last thing why don't you today go out of your comfort zone a little bit compliment some people you don't know do some things you wouldn't do and just uh hold some doors open for some people give to some people and just thank everybody that you should be thanking tip a little extra And just have the gratitude for everything. Think about all the great things in your life. Think about all the great things in your life. There's a lot. We take so much for granted in America. And we really shouldn't. We should really appreciate what we have. From the moment you wake up in your soft bed... To the moment you walk into your fully furnished kitchen and you have everything right there for you. To the minute you get in that car that costs more than most people's houses in other countries. From the moment you drive down them paved roads and go to work that pays you a lot of money so that you can afford the stuff you don't need. <laughs> but uh, just give thanks. Give thanks for your family, your friends. 
Give thanks for everything you have. Give thanks for God. Give thanks for your health. And if you don't have health, give thanks that your family does have good health. Give thanks for everything. Give gratitude. And you'll learn how awesome it is to live like that. How awesome it is to have gratitude for everything. And why you haven't done that before, you will be astonished at how happy you become. Lastly, learn. Learn from everybody. Take classes. Get books. Watch educational programs. Learn. You'll be so happy you did. It is a wonderful way to live. And the knowledge you'll learn will make you discover how little you actually know and how much you can achieve. Until next time, take care and God bless.